Hi, you are listening to the Inspired Mind Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Michelle Shaw. Be ready to be inspired. Stay kind, hit your goals, regroup, find self-love, make more moments for small joys, and meet my red Doberman fortune from the Sunshine Club. Hope you enjoy this podcast and download it. Thanks for tuning in. Be kind and have an inspired mind. Hi, this is the Inspired Mind. I'm your host, Michelle Shaw. And today I'm sharing with you a chapter from The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin. The chapter is the number four chapter inside this short, succinct, wise book that I actually first read in my 20s. Someone had given it to me as a gift. And I have to admit, way back then, (laughs) I wasn't quite resonating with it. You know, I I caught it, but it was like, okay. So it's like, you know, follow these rules, you know. And and then later in my life, uh, my mentor gave it to me about about 12, 13 years ago, Michiko Jane Rolick, she's still my mentor. And um, and now, you know, it's like one of my favorite books and I try to read it whenever I can. I have a portion of it already um, on my podcast. So look that up. And today I'm just sharing chapter four. And this one is um, entitled The Law of Non-Resistance. Here we go. Nothing on earth can resist an absolutely non-resistant person. The Chinese say that the water is the most powerful element because it is perfectly non-resistant. It can wear away a rock and sweep all before it. Jesus Christ said, Resist not evil, for he knew in reality there is no evil, therefore nothing to resist. Evil has come of man's vain imagination or belief in two powers, good and evil. There is an old legend that Adam and Eve ate the Maya, the tree of illusion, and saw two powers instead of one power, God. Therefore, evil is a false law man has made for himself through psychoma or soul sleep. Soul sleep means that man's soul has been hypnotized by the race belief of sin, sickness, and death, which is carnal or mortal thought. His affairs have pictured out in his own illusions. We have read in preceding chapter that a man's soul is his subconscious mind, and whatever he feels deeply, good or bad, is pictured out by that faithful servant his body and affairs show forth what he has been picturing. The sick man has pictured sickness, the poor man poverty, the rich man health and wealth. People often say, why does a little child attract illness when it is too young to even know what it means? I answer that children are sensitive and receptive to the thoughts of others about them and often picture the fears of their parents or adults they may know. I heard a metaphysician metaphysician say once, if you do not run your subconscious mind yourself, someone else will run it for you. Mothers often unconsciously attract illness 
and disaster to their children by continually holding them in the thoughts of fear and watching for symptoms. For example, a friend asked me of a woman of her little girl had the measles. She replied promptly, not yet. This implied that she was expecting the illness and therefore preparing the way for what she did not want for herself and her child. However, the man who is centered and established in right thinking, the man who sends out only good will to his fellow men, who is without fear, cannot be touched or influenced by negative thoughts by others. In fact, he could then receive only good thoughts as he himself sends forth only those thoughts too. Resistance is hell. For it places man in a state of torment. A metaphysician once gave me a wonderful recipe recipe for taking every trick in the game of life. It is acme of non-resistance. He gave it in this way. At one time in my life, I baptized children, and of course, they had many names. Now I no longer baptize children, but I baptize events, but I give every event the same name. If I have a failure, I baptize it in success, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. In this we see the great law of transmutation founded on non-resistance. Through his spoken word, every failure was transmuted into success. For example, a woman who required money, who knew the spiritual law of opulence, was thrown continually in a business way with the man who made her feel very poor. He talked lack and limitation, and she commenced to catch his poverty thoughts, so she disliked him and blamed him for her failure. She knew in order to demonstrate her supply, she must feel that she had received and a feeling of opulence must precede its manifestation. It dawned on her one day that she was resisting this situation and seeing two powers instead of one. So she blessed the man and baptized the situation success, she affirmed, as there is only one power, God. The man, this man is here for my good and my prosperity, she told herself, just what he did not seem to be there for. Soon after changing her thoughts, she met through this man a woman who gave her for services rendered several thousand dollars, and the man moved to a distant city and faded harmoniously from her life. Make the statement Every man is a golden link to the chain of my good, for all men are God in manifestation, awaiting the opportunity given by man himself to serve the divine plan of his life. Bless your enemy, and you rob him of his ammunition. His arrows will be transmuted into blessings. The law is true of nations as well as individuals. Bless a nation, send love, goodwill to every inhabitant, and it's robbed of its power to harm. Man can only get the right idea of non-resistance through spiritual understanding. My students often have said, I don't want to be a doormat. I reply, when you use non-resistance with wisdom, no one will ever be able to walk over you. 
Another example, one day I was impatiently waiting for an important telephone call. I resisted every call that came in and made no outgoing calls myself, reasoning that it might interfere for the one I was waiting for. Instead of saying, divine ideas never conflict. I just got chills when I said that. <laughs> there will, a call will come at the right time, leaving it to the infinite intelligence to arrange. Arrange. I commenced to manage things myself. I made the battle mine, not God's, and remained tense and anxious. The bell did not ring for about an hour, and I glanced at the phone, and I found that the receiver was off the hook, off that length of time, and the phone was disconnected. My anxiety, belief, and interference had brought on the total eclipse of the telephone. Realizing what I had done, I commenced blessing the situation at once. I baptized it success and affirmed I cannot lose any call that belongs to me by divine right. I am under grace and not under law. A friend rushed out to the nearest telephone to notify me, the company, to reconnect. She entered a crowded grocery, but the proprietor left his customers intended to call himself. My phone was connected at once, and two minutes later, I received a very important phone call about an hour afterward, the one that I had been awaiting. One's ships come in only over a calm sea. So long as a man resists a situation, he will have it with him. If he runs away from it, it will run after him. For example, I repeated this to a woman one day, and she replied, How true that is. I was unhappy at home. I disliked my mother, who was critical and domineering. So I ran away and was married. But then I married my mother. For my husband was exactly like my mother, and I had the same situation to face again. Agree with thine adversary quickly. This means agree that the adverse situation is good. But be undisturbed by it, and it falls away of its own weight. None of these things move me is a wonderful affirmation. The inharmonious situation comes from some harmony within man himself. When there is in him no emotional response to an inharmonious situation, it fades away forever from his pathway. So... We see man's work is ever with himself. People have said to me, give treatments to change my husband or my brother. And I reply, no, I will give treatments to change you. When you change, your husband and your brother will change. One of my students was in the habit of lying. I told her it was a failure method, and if she lied, she would be lied to. She replied, I don't care. I possibly can't get along without lying. One day, she was speaking on the phone to a man with whom she was very much in love with. She turned to me and said, I don't trust him. I know he's lying to me. And I replied, well, you lie yourself. So someone has to lie to you, and you will be sure it will be just that person you want the truth from. Sometime after that, I saw her, and she said, I'm cured of lying. I questioned, what cured you? She replied, I have been living with a woman who lied worse than I did. 
One is often cured of his faults by seeing them in others. Life is a mirror, and we find only ourselves reflected in our associates. Living in the past is failure method and violation, violation of spiritual law. Jesus Christ said, Behold, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Lot's wife looked back and was turned into a pillar of salt. The robbers of time are the past and the future. Man should bless the past and forget it, and it keeps him from bondage. Bless the future, knowing it has a store of endless joys, but live fully in the now. For example, a woman came to me complaining that she had no money with which to buy Christmas gifts. She said, last year was so different. I had plenty of money and gave lovely, lovely presents to everyone. And this year, I scarcely have a cent. I replied, you will never demonstrate money while you are pathetic and live in the past. Live fully in the now and get ready for the giving of the Christmas presents. Dig your ditches and the money will come. She exclaimed, Oh, I know what I will do. I will buy some tinsel, tinsel and twine and Christmas seals and wrapping paper. I replied, Do that, and the presents will come and stick themselves to the Christmas seals. This, too, was showing financial fearlessness and faith in God, as the reasoning mind said, Keep every cent you have, for you are not sure you will get any more. So she brought the seals, the paper, and the twine, and a few days before Christmas, she received a gift of several hundred dollars, buying the seals and twine, and impressed the subconscious with expectancy, and opened the way for manifestation of the money. She purchased all the presents and plenty of time. Man must live suspended in the moment. Look well, therefore, to this day is such a salutation of the dawn. He must be spiritually alert, ever waiting his leads, taking advantage of every opportunity. One day, I said silently, Infinite Spirit, don't let me miss a trick. And something very important was told to me that evening. It is most necessary to begin the day with the right words. Make an affirmation immediately upon awakening. For example, Thy will be done this day. Today is a day of completion. I give thanks for this perfect day. Miracle shall follow miracle, and wonders shall never cease. Make this a habit, and one will see wonders and miracles come into this life. One morning, I picked up a book, and I read, Look with wonder at all which is before you. It seemed to me to be a message for the day, so I repeated again and again, Look with wonder for what is all before you. And about noon at lunch, a large sum of money was given to me, which I had desired for a certain purpose. In the following chapter, I will give an affirmation that I have found if most effective. However, one should never use an affirmation unless it is absolutely satisfying and convincing to the own consciousness and often an affirmation is changed to suit different people for example the following was brought success to many i have work i have wonderful pay i give service in a wonderful way i gave the first two lines to one of my students and she added the last two 
it made the most powerful statement as there should always be perfect payment for perfect service and a rhyme sinks easily into the subconscious she went about singing it aloud and soon did she receive wonderful work in a wonderful way and a wonderful service and a wonderful pay another student a businessman took it and changed the word work to business he repeated his affirmation was i have a wonderful business and a wonderful way i give a wonderful service for wonderful pay that afternoon, he made $41,000 deal, though there had been no activity in his affair for months. Every affirmation must be carefully worded and completely cover the ground. For example, I knew a woman who was in great need and made a demand for her work. She received a great deal of work, but was never paid anything. She now knows to add wonderful service for wonderful pay. It is man's divine right to have plenty, more than enough. His barns shall be full and his cup should flow with over. This is God's idea for man. And when man breaks down the barriers of lack in his own consciousness, the golden age will be his and every righteous desire of his heart fulfilled. And that's the ending of chapter four, the law of non-resistance and the game of life and how to play it by Florence Scovel Shin. So I hope you know when she wrote this book, it was a different language. And when she's referring to man, it's for women too. So I know it's a little outdated, but I just wanted to read it exactly as it is in her words. But just realize women, it means us too. <laughs> and it's, you know, contemporary. She was way ahead of her time as a woman a feminist and what she did to revolutionize people's lives back in the 30s and 40s before she died and i have mentioned it before in my podcast if you know who louise hay is she considers florence scoville shin her very mentor that helped her rebuild her life and heal from a lot of abuse as a child that she talks about and you can heal your life and she attributes her inspiration to Florence Scovel Shin. So look this this little book up. I actually um, published it through my small um, press called uh, Mango Jane Publishing. You can buy it there at mangojane.co. And it's the game of life and how to play it. And the little tagline on the on the cover. Are you ready? Prepare for your good. And that's it. From my heart to yours, stay kind and have an inspired mind. I'm out. Hi, this is Michelle Scholl, your host from the Inspired Mind Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that last podcast. Please connect with me on social media. I'd love to hear from you there. Michelle underscore Scholl, S-H-U-L-L, at um, Instagram and on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm not on there quite as much, but I do have a page there. And also find mangojane.co. I have a, a page there, news, where I update, share moments, uh, kind of like a column, different things going on with the, the books that I'm publishing through Mango Jane, the public domain books, and some of my own writing. Hey, take care, stay inspired, and, and don't give up hope on your future. Yes, there will be hard times. Get through them. 
by creating those little moments of joy, just like the Sunshine Club. I'm here for you, and I'm grateful for you. Thanks for listening. Oh, thank you.